0: This morning's message is the Lord's hand is not shortened, coming from Isaiah the 59th chapter, first verse, and it says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot say, neither is ear heavy that it cannot hear, but your iniquities, that is, separated you between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear you. You know, sometimes we're looking for a problem, as you were saying about your boss and the red lights. Sometimes the problem is not in the object. It's not in what we're looking at. And we look for God and we trust and believe in God. But the problem is not with God. The problem is never with God. The problem could be in our wiring. You know, man is wired a certain way that corrosion sets in. Sin is our corrosion. Sin shortens out the work of God in our lives. It blinds us to God. It causes us to not have the ability to see God. But as the text says, his ability of power is not limited. It is not diminished. God hadn't stopped doing what he had been doing from creation. And that is making man in his image and his likeness. He's continued to make man in his image and likeness from the beginning. He promised that. He promised a woman a redeemer that her seed would bruise the head of the serpent. You know, if you picture, look or think about the image of a serpent, most of the time and most of the most fulfilling images you can see is with his head bashed in, laying in the soil or laying wherever you find him. There's not very many people that embrace serpents. Those that embrace serpents and love to live to see them living and lively, mm-hmm. something may be a problem within, and that problem within, it hard is hard wired into our humanity. Yes. It's hard, hard war, wired into our humanity, and the reason the serpent keep bruising our heel is because of that wiring, the wiring within us. We need to be rewired. We need a transformation. Dealing with electrical processes, you know about transformers. A transformer has the adequate amount of power running to it, and there's more than enough power in the transformer. That power that's in the transformer, what it does it restricts the power coming into the other source, coming into the other source. You know, you have power lines out here or whatever, and they can deliver a lot of amperage. You know, I kind of looked at that, hadn't studied it in a while, I looked at it, but I think it doubles. You know, it goes from a 110 to a 220 to a 440, a 880, and those lines can deliver a whole lot of power. But sometimes, if that transformer blows, if something happens to short the circuit, they have to have that transformer designed to where it shorts out, because if it don't, it'll burn something up, you know, it'll burn that step down, I'm not an electrical person or whatever. But God's power, it, it doesn't travel through us when we're defective, because God God's power is inherent in him. In other words, there's nothing giving God his power. Right. And so when we talk about the Lord's hand is not shortened, God's power is never diminishing. God had given, Jesus said, he, he has all power resides in him. All power has been given unto him. Now he can give us some of that power. He can give us the power to heal. Power to understand anything that we do, that power comes from him. But we stop the transformation of the transforming of that power when we have corruption in us. Sin is corruption. Sin is corrupting. That's what has killed our lives. That's why we are dead in sin and trespasses. We must be born again. In other words, God has to rewire us. God has to transform us and give us a right mind, put us in a renewed state I'm transforming that so that mind that is in us can be in Christ Jesus. Because if we had a corrupted mind and would live forever, I had eternal life, that would be an awful condition to be in. God said that in the book of Genesis. He says, let us put man out of the garden unless he eat of the tree of life. And there's power, that, that's life, that's eternal life. Unless he eat of the tree of life and live forever in this state of this condition, that is knowing good and evil. That's, that's a pretty bad position to be in, knowing good and evil all of your life. Uh, there's a lot of scriptures that kind of pile in upon the scripture we read. reading. One I think we studied this week is in Isaiah 50 and 52 about to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? In other words, to whom has God shown or given this power? Because once he revealed or give you or open you up to the secrets of God, the Mysteries of God. There's power in that. There's power in that. and He has to limit you. Especially those of us. That are corrupt. And that was a devil in his midst. He chose one. That was a devil. Believe me. There's many of them in the church. That's devils now. Mm. There are many of them in the church. That has a deceptive power. About it. So. It's not just one thing that we have to have. We have to study God's word. He says study to show yourself approved because there's some distinctions has to be made. But what the prophet is asking here uh, is the Lord's hand is not shortened. In other words, you may not see God working and but God is working. I, I, I kind of added a reading scripture onto that out of Matthew 13, chapter and the 58, verse. It says, "And Jesus did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Unbelief is a corruption. Those that don't believe won't see the workings of God. You see, sometimes our circumstances and situation causes unbelief in them, in, in us, and." That's why we have to be transformed to know that there's nothing wrong with God. It's just that our eyes have been blinded, our understanding has been clouded. Because John the Baptist was the one that announced that Jesus was the Lamb of God who taken away the sins of the world. Yes, Lord. But we see where his situation, <clears throat> his situation, caused him the doubt. Because he, what happened? His life didn't change when Jesus came. He was in prison. Herod had locked him up and he was beheaded in prison. So sometime God is working in our lives. Is one of working is in our lives and it may not change our circumstances. It may not change what's going on. So if we hear a gospel being preached <coughs> about prosperity and faith and healing and all of these things. It's a horrible thing to base our belief in God upon because he says some shall suffer to the end. Yes. Yes. Christ suffered during the end to his glory. He suffered the death on the cross. John the Baptist was beheaded. Paul was beheaded. Peter was crucified. So, Sometime the end result is not prosperity, the health and wealth. So we, we, we may get clouded if that's the only preaching of the good news that we hear. And that expectation may cause us to draw away a doubt. God's ability or God's delivering power and God's working in our lives. It might blind us to the workings of God. God may give you the strength that he gave Stephen. Stephen had the power as they stoned him to death. He had such a forgiving power that he was just like Jesus Christ. And as they stoned him to death, he says, Lord, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. He had the face of an angel as they stood and stoned Stephen to death. But in the face of death, he still was victorious. So he had give us the power to be more than a conqueror. In all situations, as in the book of Romans, it says, no height, no depth, no amount of affliction, nothing shall separate us from the love of Christ Jesus. So you have to know that Jesus is with you and he'll never forsake you, even if you don't see him work. But you know he's at work. So those are the ones whose arm is the armor of the Lord may have been revealed unto. In answer to that question... Uh, I think it was kind of a statement made to the people because they were fasting and a lot of things was going on in their lives. And the chapter before that, we see where he told the prophet to declare the people's sins to them, show them their transgressions, yes. and they wouldn't. They was a hypocritical people, of self-centered people, of people that was in a spiritual, well, they was in a time that they couldn't see their sin, unlike us who the ends of the earth, the world has come upon. We look back at them and ask, why was they like this? It was because God had turned them over to a reprobate mind. They were hypocritical. They were self-centered. And all of these things prohibit you from seeing God. Prohibit you from seeing God. They cons- um, My first point here is a consecrated life. A consecrated life. The hand of the Lord is not short, that it cannot save, and his ear is not heavy. But one thing that children of God has that has heard the word of God yes. and believed the word of God They start developing a consecrated life, consecrated life. And that's dealing with the word consecrated is to officially promise to give one's time and attention to something. And that something is religion. Uh You give your time to God. As John said, he must increase, I must decrease. John was in prison and Jesus gave him a sign. He says, Tell John that the blind see, the lame walk, and the gospel is being preached to the poor. By him knowing the word of God, and John knew such, and he was, there's none greater in the kingdom of heaven than John, it said. But what happened was, John's life was predicated. Before the glorification of Jesus Christ. And see, now after the glorification of Jesus Christ, we know that we are destined to be more than conquerors. And that he had given us and the end result is that in Genesis that we would have dominion and go forth and be overcomers. So, uh person that the hand of the Lord has been revealed to, and that God's hand is not shortened, starts to live a consecrated life. They start living for God. Our actions tell tons about us. And it's in our walk. It was in the apostles' walk, and in their actions, in their works. As they came to different places, the people would say, these are the men... That has turned the world upside down. Are are, are things happening wherever you go? Things were happening where those apostles went. Things were happening wherever Jesus went. Uh, Ephesians 5 and 20 says, Therefore see that you walk carefully, that is, living life with honor, purpose, courage, shunning those who tolerate and enable evil. Not as wise, but, as, but not as unwise, but as wise. That is, discerning people, making the very most of your time here on earth and recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity, using it with wisdom and diligence because the days are filled with evil. That's one thing he had came was to save us or deliver us from this present evil world. And see, we understand that that lengthens our life. is taking heed to the word of God. It gives us eternal life. We have eternal life. And that's why it says, honor your parents that your days be lost. Walking in the word of God, it gives you the ability to have that hope that you have eternal life. That That's something you possess right now. And it's if you're not under that mindset, if you're not under that belief, you'll start to doubt Christ. You'll start to do like John 1, is he the one? Mm. The man came to Jesus Christ and told Jesus, I believe, but help my unbelief. Yes, you see, because unbelief is sin. Unbelief and doubt, that's being unstable. That, that's being like a double-minded man. That's a person that doesn't pray for fervently, and believe that they have the things that you receive of Christ. In other words, when you pray for something, you need to believe that you can receive that which you pray for. Mm -hmm. Uh, Are we there yet? (laughs) See, because if you don't believe that God's going to give you what you pray for, he says a double-minded man is unstable in all your ways. In other words, in life, you can start doubting yourself and you could start... Doubting what to ask for because he says you have not, because you asked not, or you ask and amiss. In other words, you don't understand God's word and his workings, and so therefore, seem like the Lord's arm is shortened that it's not working in your life, but it's not working for you. It may be you not asking the right questions. Yes, See, because we have the petition that we desire of him. Because we keep his commandments, we do his will, we love, they're not grievous unto us. And Jesus had told us, whatever we desire, Amen. ask in prayer, ask the Father in his name, that will the Father do. Amen. See, that's the mindset, that's the transformation, that's the transforming of our mind. That's, that's how we have to walk and live and believe that we're on top of the world. And that's why a lot of the people today that's in religion, they believe that way. Mm. And that's why they possess a lot. You know, God's word works. Mm. And we know that God's words work. And sometimes it works for the wicked people. Mm. You know, Jesus sent Judas out with the other seven when he sent them out two by two, so Judas healed people. Judas cast out devils, and there are those that's going to come in the last days. They're going to have lying signs and wonders. You see, but that's that's not the whole of the story. There were those in the Old Testament. We know Balaam talked of things of God and Prophesied it is a peculiar situation with Balaam, and we see that a lot of wicked people prosper in lives, and a lot of wicked people live long lives. My father used to listen during carpenter work, and most of the day he had the radio on, and a lot of times it was with Paul Harvey on there. And Paul Harvey says, But here's the rest of the story. We have to see what the rest of the story is of those wicked people that are doing wicked and live wickedly in an evil way, that God's hand is not shortening their lives, but God's hand is working in judgment in their lives. Yes, yes. See, because that's one thing we see that God's completing the work that He started to do in that life and history is not circumcised. Circular. It's not circular, but it's linear. It's going somewhere. It has an end to it. You know, like I said, my one of my brothers and a lot of people don't like that I talk that there will be an end to this world. Yes. The world is coming to an end. And it's by our prophet, Jesus Christ, who prophesied that a new heaven and a new earth, that this world was going to have an end point. And I'm working here and he's working for this new world. So God says, I, I I I want you to preach this and proclaim that. But God, how can I say this? God is not distinguishable by the carnal-minded man, and in God's working, we may not see God working, as when John the Baptist was baptized and he came up and the spirit descended upon him as a dove. Yes, Lord. yes. And when the, the Lord spoke and he says this is my well beloved son hear him. Yes. You know a lot of people heard him say that yes. but it was a lot of them there didn't hear him say that. A lot of people said thunder. Yes. Yes. You see that's the difference between God's children. They hear the word preached because faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. So when the word of God is preached, if you're a child of God, it breaks through and it opens up your mind, it opens up your understanding, and it does things for you. Now, if you're not a child of God, you're not going to be able to hear, you're not going to be able to see, you're not going to be able to understand the workings of God because... This is a mystery, the word of God. The mystery of God is hidden from the eyes of those that don't believe. Is hidden from the eyes of those that are not children of God. But Jesus says, my sheep, my people hear my voice. They won't listen to another. So that's what's growing them. That's why a preacher has to preach the word of God to feed God's sheep. Because that's the process by whereby they grow. Mm, So that question about the Lord's hand being short, and he answered that all the way back in the book of of Numbers when he says the Lord's hand is not short, it's not limited. His ability or power is not limited. And he says, you shall now see whether my word will come to pass or not. And we know heaven and earth shall pass away, but every jot and every tittle, as I was telling you at Bible study, notice that in the New Testament everything that they did, they quoted the Old Testament and says that the scriptures may be fulfilled. Yes. Yes. That's why he told John to baptize me. He says, "I don't you, I, I have need that you baptize me, that I shouldn't baptize you." But Jesus says, "Do it to fulfill all righteousness." Sake. See, we doing things that the scriptures be fulfilled because God's word is going to come to pass. Had not God said it, and it shall not come to pass. That's why we should go around speaking God's word. That's how we bring this world into existence, by speaking the word. Speak the word. We build up by speaking the word. We also can tear down, we can use it as a hammer, and tear down the lives of others. That's why we has to have to declare the word and declare people's transgressions. Beat the word. That word's going to draw them, but it's going to drive them, but it's a mighty sharp edge on that sword. It's going to cut now. Oh, yes. That, that sword's going to cut, it's going to divide. Now, Mark 16 says, some will have sign gifts. It's, some of God's people will have sign gifts. He says, These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they'll cast out demons, they'll speak with new tongues, they'll pick up serpents, and they'll drink any deadly thing, and it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Yes. So there are God's people that's working, one, work in signs, and he says, greater works shall you do than I do because I go to the Father. Yes. He's going to work those works through us. Okay. So God has people that has sign gifts. God has people in the church that are givers. All they do is give money and, and encourage others. I was telling my sister the other day that God had given her a gift of encouragement. A lot of times when I'm down and out, she texts me messages of things, a little gospel things, a little word of, the, of that day or whatever that encourages. A lot of times a brother will come up and speak a word of exhortation. I was, went to about film last night before I came here to do a little cleaning up. And it was Brother Hayward, and it was so many people there, and that was just a visitation. I could imagine how many people at the funeral day because he was a good man. People had nothing to say but good things, and that was a sign of the life he lived and the testimony that people had for him. See, there are many signs that follow those that believe, as when Joseph's father died in the people of the Canaan land seen the entourage of people coming from Egypt all of the dignitaries and things and said, this man was well loved yes. Yes. but also sometime there are a lot of Judas's, uh, Judas goats among the people uh, a lot of people that have large families and their children reproduce and they have a whole lot of things but they're nothing but devils. God did that so we as we couldn't just distinguish who's of God and who's not of God. And so God is still working. Ephesians 2 says the coming of the Antichrist is through the activity of Satan. It's attended with great power. All kinds of lying signs and deceptive one miracles, all of them lies and by unlimited seduction to evil, and with all deception of wickedness, for those who are perishing because they did not welcome the love of the truth, so as that they would be saved. They were spiritually blind. They rejected the truth. And because of this, God was sent a misleading influence. In other words, he sent such a strong delusion that they would believe a lie. That they all may be condemned. In other words, God's not going to allow them to see. God's going to send great preachers, but they're going to be lying preachers. Satan's ministers are going to be transformed into ministers of light. But they're not going to be ministers of light. They go, that, That's going to be a deception. They're going to be preaching a twisted gospel. God's hand is not short now. But there must be a judgment. But God's people can see that one to work in power in God. And, and we see, in, uh, as Isaiah, Elijah fled, and he says, Lord, am I the only one? Well, now we know we're not the only one, but we know it's a remnant that the masses are going along the broad way to destruction. And God is able to save. And a lot of people say, the reason we're not having revival it's because we are boarding so many babies. Are we doing this? Are we doing that? No. God had designed it that way. That's the way it's going. It's going right according to the plan. Amen. Yes. It's going according to God's will because he says only a few be saved. Yes. See, that's why God's people, they're tugging each day. They're praying each day. They know that the righteous shall barely make it. So that's why we consistently on our knees. That's why we consistently doing good deeds. That's why we pressing on. Because we don't have enough room, enough leadway to live any kind of way. Plus, God hadn't given us that kind of spirit to say, I didn't done, done my part. I'm just gonna sit down and watch everybody. No, God's people wake up with that zeal to keep praying for their children. And Job prayed for his children and said, Perhaps they've seen. God's people driven by faith, it has works. Faith has works. a so living faith has works. So they're busy, but the world doesn't see their busyness. They think that we don't care because we're not doing the same things that they're doing. Our actions are not the same as theirs. But God's hand is not shortened. God's saving and God's working, but you can't see it. That's because you're not on our side. God had not given it to you to see these things. And he says, they shall not see it. They can't hear it. And they won't be a part of it. See, because God turns those over to a reprobate mind. A lot of people thinking that they're doing God a favor and they're working against God's people and doing all kinds of wickedness. Well, you should know that that's not of God because God doesn't counsel us to do wicked. God, Jesus, when he come, he told us to love our enemy. Yes. To love those that despitefully use us and mistreat us. We don't, we're not going to leech over to the other side and say, well, don't look like goods going to prevail, so I'm going to turn and do evil. No, we never give up. We keep on pressing the flesh. Yes. He says... They promise them liberty when they themselves are the slaves of depravity. For by whatever anyone is defeated and overcome, to that, that person, thing, philosophy, or concept. Yes. And now, you know, you think a political party is going to save you being a Republican, or being a Christian nationalist, or being America, or any kind of those things going to save you, You have a problem. The only thing that's going to save you is Jesus Christ. A belief in Jesus Christ. And now we're looking for heroes. We're looking for a hero. that shall not be a man of the hour or whatever. Christ has came and bled. Christ has died and that we would believe on Jesus Christ, God's only son. He is the way and he's the only way. So... God's hand is not short, and it's just that we chose out many different ways and saying there are many a way to the Lord. We've chose our own ways. It says, For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world by the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome, that last condition has become worse for them than the first state. You leave out of the world and you go into a church and you're saved. Or you, you have a false profession. Or God has allowed you to taste of religion. In other words, taste of the Lord. But you're not really of the Lord. You are not repenting and you're not losing your life. You had wrong motivations to start with. And so that's why we have so many people in religion they worse now than if they hadn't ever been in the church, they entangled in hypocrisy, and that's what God's people was. They were praying, they were fasting and they were going to church. And God got so in Amos in the book of Amos, in the fifth chapter of Amos, God says that He was tired of their solemn assemblies. He was tired of their meetings. He was tired of them getting together. It's in the fifth chapter of Amos here. The book of Amos, the fifth chapter of Amos says, as if, the 19th verse says, if a man did flee from a lion and a bear met him, or went into the house and leaned his hand on the wall and a serpent bit him, shall not the day of the Lord be darkness and not light, even very dark and no brightness in it? I hate I despise your feast days; I will not smell in your solemn assemblies. Though you offer me burnt offerings and your meat offerings, I will not accept them. Neither will I regard your peace offerings or your feast. That thou away take that thou away from me, the noise of your singing, for I will not hear the melody of your singing. But let judgment run down as waters. I will not hear you when you pray unto me. I will not hear you when you come unto me and crying because you didn't hear me when I cried unto you. You didn't hear me when I spoke unto you and you rejected me. Now you go sow what you reap. See, God, people say God can hear prayer and God doesn't disregard prayer. It's not that God doesn't hear prayer. It says in the 59th chapter of Isaiah, he says, For your hands are defiled with blood and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies and your tongue have muttered perverseness. None call it for justice. None plead it for truth. They trust in vanity and speak lies and they conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. They hatch cockatrice eggs and weave the spider's web." He that eateth eggs dieth thereof; that which crushed breaketh out into a viper. Mm. But it's your iniquities that separated between you and God, and your sins have hid His face from you, that He will not hear you. Yes. In other words, you hadn't changed; you just as big a liar, nice you ever was. You going around cheating people and lying and misusing the children of God. But the problem is I'm going to condemn sin in the flesh because you're in the church doing this and you know what my word says. That's presumptuous for you to cheat and lie and steal and to treat people like this and call upon my name and have people believing that you represent me. That you're not afraid to come into the church doors. You're not afraid to sit at the table of the Lord, he said. Your spots, there are spots in your love feet. you. are not afraid to come in here and have my name on your lips. Yes. He says, doubt those that name it the name of Christ. Let him depart from iniquity. you so bold as to sit down and drink of the blood and eat of the bread, but you hadn't changed your ways. You just as envious, you backbite, you lie, cheat and steal. You're doing just like the rest of the world. The governors, the presidents, the mayors, the preachers, the teachers, the church members, all of you are doing the same thing. He said, away with you. He says, you think that I don't see you? See, God sees that which is done in the dark. Yes. You parading around here like you somebody, and you know better than those that you talk about. They're yes. talking about cutting taxes and doing all these things. You're doing it so you'll have more money in your pocket. I was reading the other day in an article in the paper about these philanthropic works that energy has that they insulate people's houses and they do different things. But what they have running these programs is nepotism. In other words, it's their own people that's getting rich off of it. They have programs where they get rich off those in poverty. They have programs and everything. So Feeding the needy and healing the sick and all of these things. Those are doing wonderful things. But he says, depart from me that ye that work iniquity, because I never knew you. Yes. See, it's got people that are do good. But with the right hand, they throw in bricks. They throwing bricks with the other hand. See, one hand doesn't show what the other hand is doing. Their lives are not living a proper life. Christian-built lives. In other words, they're building up on hay, wood, and stubble, and it's going to come a time that God's going to try your works. That's why we must pray that God come into our lives so we can pray and turn some of these people over to Satan because, like I say, we God's mouth, hands, and arms. His arms are not shortened, so when we see people misusing other people, we're to be down on our knees praying and turning these people over to Satan. He says, and since they did not see fit to acknowledge God or consider him, that he turned them over to reprobate minds. That's why you have such blatant homosexuality It is coming and in, came into the church, where you will stand before God and vow a vow and make a prayer that you marrying someone of the same sex when his word says this is an abomination unto him. He says that these things that you're doing, you're converting your traditions and making void the commandments of God. Yes. He says, Love ye one another. Yes. And see, that's something when you have a ulterior motive that you end up, end up trying to profit. From what are you doing? So when the righteous is taken away. And the evil man is prospering. We see that the Lord's hand is not shortened. But the Lord is fattening up the Judah's goat. Yes. All of that wealth that they're laying up. Is going to be for the inheritance of the righteous. God's people will rise up. And ride into prosperity. Right. Because we will start calling a spade a spade. Yes. In other words. If you are partaker with those that are doing these things, God's going to pass judgment upon you because you're supposed to be consecrated under God. Yes. He says, in you, you will be more than conquerors. I've given you the dominion. Yes. He says, let man have dominion, but God had made man upright. See, that's why across the nation we have people that are saying we shouldn't be involving ourselves in other people's wars and businesses. Mm. We have to get our own house in order. We have to get our house straightened up. You see, judgment begins at the house of God. And see, what happens, the reason it seems as though God's hand is shortened, you see this falling up on the church and a lot of God's churches are in ruins, are are in a desolate form. Mm -hmm. But see, God's going to send such a judgment that they go get back where they belong. Mm -hmm. Those, after God starts to destroy them, they'll go to where God's called them to be. And and Remember, he had to bring affliction upon Manasseh. He throwed Manasseh in prison and had a lot of things did to him before Manasseh repented and turned to God. See, sometimes God has to bring you to ill health. Mm. God has to take your health away from you to you going around as Samson was, bald-headed and blind. Mm. He was bald-headed and blind, grinding at the meal before he says, Lord, strengthen me this one last time so I can get vengeance upon my enemy. This woman, she lied to me and she took away that which I possessed, and that was a relationship with you. She stole the strength that I had. I entrusted into her. But see, he didn't know the word of God. That's why I say some of the people of God are perished because they violate God's word. It says, tell not all to her that lieth in your bosom. See, sometimes we go back and we talk too much. We tell everybody, and you don't know who you should trust sometimes. Now, confession is good for the soul. But you need to ask God who to confess to. And that's why it says, lie not to one another, because if you in the church, and I can't trust a brother in the church, I, I turn him over to God for the destruction of the flesh. You're going to be in worse shape than you think you are, because now God has to condemn sin in the flesh, because it was a different thing when you were out there lying, and you were afraid of God, and you wouldn't do that in the house of God. You respected God's preacher. You respected God's people, but now you don't respect anything. You'll do it to God's. You do it to God's people, you can't even respect yourself by doing these things. That kind of person shouldn't be allowed to live. That person is a satanic person that's gonna be crushed, in other words, laying there Satan with his head bashed in because he says, You shall bruise his head. Yes. Yes. There will be a lot of dead people. God says their dead carcasses is gonna stink it. You see, there's two different seas in the earth. You know, there's going to come a time, there's going to come a time when every tub's going to have to sit on his own bottom. Yes. You see, God's hand is not shortened and he cannot save, but it's time for judgment. Judgment time says over two thirds of the population has to go, oh. only a remnant will be saved. Go into Revelation and see when he starts pouring out the bowls of wrath the vials of wrath upon the earth. You see, he's going to toss Jezebel, he's going to toss her and her children into a bed of affliction, yeah. into a bed of death. He's going to seal his people in their foreheads mm. and they will have God's word written upon them and they will come forth. And you see, those that are scared, those that are lack courage, now I'm not saying that they won't be saved, But I am saying they won't play an active role because God is looking for those that's going to force their way in. Those that's going to be more than a conqueror. Those that's going to overcome. Those that's going to sacrifice to their own hurt. One thing I know about Brother Jackson by growing up with him. You know, James knew Jesus because he grew up with Jesus. He was a brother of Jesus. One thing I can say about Brother Jackson with finances. You remember I was telling you about with finances the way he is, mm-hmm. you know, and I've come up, up along with him in poverty and with shortness of funds or whatever. But I've seen one scripture alive in him. It says, oh, no man anything. Yes. You know, if he owe a bill or something, he's going to pay that bill. He wasn't one that go around making debt and scoundering people and then getting out of it or not paying what he owe or whatever. Sometimes he would have to go without. Sometimes he would be short from one payday to the next payday. But if he make a vow, he's going to fulfill that vow. God God changes virtues into stronger virtues. You grow in virtues. But if it's a vice, he has to remove the vice. If you're known for certain things, so that corruption that's in us, if it's corruption, we have to die to that portion of yes, self. Yes. We have to die to self. Yes. We have to die to wickedness. We have to die the wrong to wrong ways. Mm-hmm. But that was in us is right. He's going to multiply that. That's why it says that servant that had only two talents, give him four talents. Now, you know, it's certain people that I can trust in the church to hold the pocketbook. Yes. You know. He's a man that, as a deacon, just like Deacon Hayward, with money, you didn't have to worry about these things. Mm -hmm. You see, and that's what Jesus did. He came and gave Judas the purse. Mm -hmm. He came and gave Judas the money. But you know, one thing I say about Brother Jackson, I've never seen him or heard about him stealing money or doing different things about money. Mm -hmm. I think in those areas, God would multiply talent like that. Yes. But that's why he says to them that had two talents that multiplied his talent, to increase that because there's certain areas that God's looking for to make you better in. But there's certain areas dealing with that same thing that he has to take away. God sometimes has to take away greed and covetousness to where you learn to be content with such that you have. You see, it's a lot of people hadn't learned contentment. Contentment is something that's very hard to learn. And see, a lot of us think God's hand is short and lacking because... He hadn't prospered us the way we want to prosper something. But maybe that prosperity would be the corruption that that transformer, that transformation would cause a destruction in our lives. And that's what King Lemur says. If you read the 30th chapter of Proverbs, where Lemur says, Lord, don't give me poverty to where I would have to beg but don't give me so much riches that I would curse and forget about God. Mm-hmm. And see, that's what God's people have done throughout the ages. And that's what he said about Jezreel, that you wax fat and you forgot about the Lord. Mm-hmm. That was all the way from the time of the Old Testament to the time of the end times in the Sin church, mm-hmm. to where he said that the Laodicean was rich mm-hmm and had need of nothing, not knowing though that they were blind, naked, wretched, and poor, and that he was knocking on the door asking to get in. You don't want to be as the rich man that built bigger bonds, and his soul wasn't in such a condition. Oh, Lord. We know of the weather changing this weekend was going to be very rainy and very bad, and I asked Brother Jackson, I was talking to Brother Jackson about it, and I said, you know, that rain's supposed to be out this weekend. Saturday's supposed to be a rainy day or whatever. But, it, you know, it kind of thrilled me when he says, you know, I, I might not mind getting a little bit wet or whatever because, you know, I like coming to church. You know, it does me good. I like hearing it sometimes. And see, that's that's what tells me sometimes that God's hand is not short and that God's hand is powerful and that God's hand strengthens those that love hearing His word and being doers of His word. Yes. You see, He rewards us from those things, from hearing the word of God. Amen. So, God's word is being heard by His servants, and we must work up on that. His hand is not short, and we have to have that in our mind that we will lose our life, and that. We present our body as a living sacrifice unto him and that we go with the justification of righteousness by faith. Amen. Yes. Justification yes. by faith. That's what Romans says, justification by faith. But now the righteousness of God has been revealed from heaven, apart from the law, though it is actually confirmed by the law and in the words of the prophet. This righteousness of God comes through faith in Jesus Christ for all those who believe and trust in him and acknowledge him. There's no distinction for all have sinned and sin has continually fallen short of the glory of God. But we being justified, declared acceptable under God and granted eternal life through grace, the redemption God paid for through Jesus Christ, who displayed openly and publicly that he had overcome and that we'll overcome in him by faith. So we look back in the days of what we were, but now we are a new creation in Christ Jesus and he's going to strengthen us and he's working in us both to will and to do. Now Jesus, as I'm closing here, Jesus confirmed this about his apostles. Mm. He said it in, in John, he says, I've given them your word. They have believed your word. There's power in God's word. Believe God's word. God's word is going to strengthen you and it has the power to establish you. You are established through the gospel of Jesus Christ in the hearing of his word and he worketh in you both to will and to do. And we're to cry out to God to enable us to work for the purpose in which he had created us. Yes. And we know God is no shorter than his word and that his word shall endure it forever. Amen. His word work it in us. Yes. So if you see somebody full of doubt and full of unbelief, yeah, God's hand is shortened to them. But it's because they're not believing in the Son. They don't have that right connection. Their lives are not being transformed. But you have the transformative power in you. And if you would speak the Word, that Word is able to build them up or tear them down. Be an encourager. Make disciples. And by preaching and teaching that Word, it strengthens you. It strengthens you, and people will see the power of God in you. God working in your life through all circumstances and situations. Yes, Jesus. And they'll go away and say, you know, I, I, I really believe in God through that person because I know what a wreck their life was. That's why we have to speak the truth to those that were behind us. Those that used to know us in what we were. Yes, Lord. That's what they were saying about Paul. This is the man that used to kill Christians and do these things. Now he's laying down his life for God. He's making himself a public public spectacle for Christ Jesus. But it's the power of God working in you because the old man has died. What you used to be is dying. You being strengthened in Christ Jesus. Heavenly Father, as we come before you this day, Lord God, we're asking you to continue to strengthen us in your word and through your word, Lord God. We know that your power and that your hand is not shortened because it's strengthening us, Lord God. It's empowering us both to will and to do, Lord God, and to walk in your word, Lord God, and to see other days and to talk and carry forth your word to be a light unto this world. And in Jesus' name, we pray, Lord God, that we continue to be that light, Lord God. We continue to glorify.